0: Hello, this is Gary Van Warverdam, and this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. Today's topic is about finding yourself in this myriad of chaos and complexities of worlds. And I do mean plural worlds, and we'll get to that. Finding yourself, that who am I question that nobody can answer for you. I will attempt here to at least lay out a map of some of the worlds that people end up searching in. And this is a foray into something of a bit more spiritual podcast. Not religious, not dogmatic, just spiritual. This timeless
1: topic of who am I? finding myself that great question that people long to
0: answer. They go off and have their journey, and then they come back and get a job and raise kids. And then the kids are out of the house, and they either go through a midlife crisis, or the stirrings hit them again, and they go on another journey, try and figure that thing out. Who am I?
1: What is my place in the world? A lot of times this is a longing, a seeking
0: to overcome that sense that something's missing, that something's not quite right, something doesn't quite make sense. That kind of feeling that was so poignantly described in the movie The Matrix, in the conversation between Morpheus and Neo not quite fitting in, something in this world doesn't quite make sense. And then the quest to go figure it out
1: and discover the truth. Well, for me that quest
0: started very simply as I wanted to be happy. For a long time it was this intellectual, spiritual, academic quest in reading books in Eastern philosophy trying to make sense of it all, and then chaos and drama in my life exploded, and I was miserable, and I figured out, you know what? What I really want is to be happy, and I want to be happy no matter what. And all my other goals kind of got pushed off to the side, those goals that I thought would lead me there. In that journey to be happy, I could describe it very simply as deciding to live my life in love because happy is an emotional state and being happy is just a measure of how much of your love is coming out of you. And what I discovered was the more fear I had within my emotional being, emotional body, the less love I was expressing to make it possible to express more love. I had to get rid of my fears.
1: And that meant getting rid of fear-based beliefs. Beliefs that are connected to fear. And a lot of those beliefs revolve around self. Who am I?
0: And we have those moments of beliefs, and there's a previous podcast about not feeling good enough, which is a very common belief amongst just about everybody in some varying degree, some various form, that we're not good enough, we don't belong, that we don't fit in, nobody likes us, Particulars show up if we're just been dumped from a relationship and we feel rejected and it gets exaggerated into no one wants us. That kind of self-rejection story stems from a I'm-not-good-enough belief, therefore no one would want me. And there's a whole picture of ourselves in our mind of not being good enough. An aspect of this self-importance that we're somehow less than everybody else. We're so special that nobody is worse than us. And then there's this other compensating side of the story that is this, I'm better than other people. I'm smarter than that person. I'm better than this person that way. I'm thinner than them, I'm taller than them, however that manifests, to create an image of ourselves as being good enough or better than someone else. Our good self-esteem image versus our bad self-esteem image. And those self-images create an identity, granted it's a false identity of what we are. This not good enough version and this good enough or better than someone else version. And we bounce between the two, and each of those has multiple versions because there's a character that's good enough for work and one that's not good enough for work, and one that's good enough for someone in relationship, and another side of ourselves that feels insecure and inadequate in a relationship. And we go back and forth and Our mom or parent may make us feel a certain way. Um, Someone else may make us feel intimidated. And someone else may make us feel good. And all those different feelings relate to different beliefs we have about ourselves. The quality of the person that we are. And they all have some version of a self-image of who we are. So there's Within that matrix of who we are, having defined ourselves over years, we've made hundreds, perhaps thousands of agreements of I'm this way and I'm not that way. I'm good at math. I'm lousy at English. I can't paint. I can't sing. Therefore, I'm not a good singer. So all those agreements we've made have created self-images, and all those images and the myriad of our personalities exist in our mind. And this is one of the places that we go looking to either find ourselves or define ourselves. When, in fact, the define ourselves isn't really a very effective method because it's what we've been doing for years is defining ourselves by agreement and by imaginary character, a conceptual idea of who we are. Many of them based in fear, some kind of self-rejection. Some
1: kind of, I wonder what they think about me, kind of story. The thing that people then mistakenly go do
0: in this endeavor to find themselves, figure out who they are, they go looking amongst these imaginary character images of themselves that they've created. And all these character images of themselves, n- n- not a one is really them. Because you are the force that's created all those ideas of yourself in your mind. And you're not an idea of yourself. But in our mind, and our imagination, that's where we've gone to look for and make sense of things. So that world of the mind and self-image becomes a big trap
1: becomes a labyrinth, becomes a matrix of illusion. Many of those images based in fear. Well, that path to happiness, that path to love in your life is about uprooting all the false images based in fear
0: and also uprooting even the good ones, the positive ones, based in illusions, because you aren't really that imaginary character either. And if you engage in this process for a while, you may start to wonder, okay, if I'm not any of those characters, then who am I, what am I? And the who am I question isn't so good a question to ask, because it tends to lead us to imaginary characters as an answer. We start creating images, and yet part of our awareness knows right away that any image we create isn't really us, but we aren't used to imagining ourselves or thinking of ourselves in any other way.
1: So there's the dilemma. We're looking for an answer in the mind, and at a certain level
0: of awareness we know that whatever the mind comes up with as a conceptual idea of ourself is an illusion of ourself. At that point, the journey can kind of seem frustrating because it feels like we're going backwards, we're losing ground and becoming more lost instead of finding ourselves.
1: But that is the nature of the journey. in that you have to dissolve some of the illusions and it can be uncomfortable. As you learn to really step back from this world of the
0: mind and as you honestly dissolve a lot of these false images and illusions, many of which based in
1: fear, you will find that you are happier because there's more room for love in your life.
0: There are fewer beliefs based in fear and therefore there's just naturally more love
1: that you're allowing yourself to feel and express instead of being afraid of expressing love. As your awareness grows and that love expands you're going to become aware of two more worlds.
0: Two worlds that are separate from the mind. As that love grows you're going to be more aware of a world of the divine. Something spiritual, a
1: force of life that's moving through all things. And at the same
0: time, as your awareness grows and you pay attention to the subtleties of life, you're going to be more present with your body and what it's feeling and you'll enjoy it more. You'll love it more. You'll appreciate it more. And you may, as you learn to pay close attention and discern the sensations in your body and what its instincts are and its natural ways, you find out it has a life of its own.
1: It has an intelligence of its own. And yet it's not you. It's not you, the one that's observing and experiencing this body.
0: Spiritual traditions have often broken these different worlds apart. And we can call them the upper world, which is the world of the divine God of life, of that force of consciousness that flows through all things. And the lower world, sometimes referred to the underworld when it's really misinterpreted, but the lower world just being physical nature,
1: the human animal as a being. And that world of the physical body
0: having its own intelligence, its own rules, its own structure. Living more on instinct instead of reason and intellect. It's certainly intelligence, it's certainly perceptive, it just doesn't function by academic logic, the way that the mind does, or academic illogical logic, the
1: way the mind does. So there you have the three worlds, the upper world, the divine, the lower
0: world of the physical animal, which you'll most often experience as your body, and then this
1: middle world, this middle world of the mind, the imagination,
0: that seems to engage people so much that is metaphorically a matrix, a labyrinth of illusions, false self-images. As your consciousness expands and you dissolve the fears, you dissolve the false beliefs, you will become more present in an upper world of the Divine, you'll become more present in the physical nature of the body.
1: Until, if your journey goes so far, you actually can create gaps in the mind where your consciousness can take a leap into that divine consciousness completely. In that experience, giving it some words, you feel yourself everywhere as everything.
0: You're the light between the stars and all the energy moving the atoms. And everything in the physical world is your creation from that expanded or divine point of view of consciousness.
1: From that point of view, only perfection exists. On the other side of the coin, as you free
0: yourself from your mind, free your consciousness from the realm of false images in your mind, and you merge completely with the body, you can have a beautiful, incredible experience of that body. One of the experiences that is so amazing about the body is when you just let it free to be what it wants. You see, in the world of the mind, the mind is always trying to control the body. The mind is trying to say, do this and don't do that. My body shouldn't be this way. And it distorts it by saying, I shouldn't look like that, as if you were the body. But that's the mind saying, I'm the body. But it's not. The mind has an idea of what our body's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to do and not supposed to do, even what it's supposed to feel emotionally. And if the body isn't doing that, it judges what the body's doing as wrong in some fashion. Kind of ridiculous. I mean, one of the classic cases of this is the agreements people make in society about what they're supposed to feel sexually. Um, They're not supposed to have a sexual desire until they get married. Of course, if that's in your 20s and 30s, what do you do during all those years from the time you're 12 on to 20 or 30? And your body is going to have a natural instinct of desire. And the mind says, because it's made rules of religion or society or culture, I shouldn't feel that way. Well, no one told the body that. It has its own intelligence. The cells and the DNA and the organs has a natural instinct for a sexual desire. Uh, it doesn't care what the mind says. It doesn't care what the rule in the mind is about what it should and shouldn't feel. I'm pointing this out to make clear that the world of the body, the intelligence of the body, is very separate from the mind. And
1: the mind very often tries to control the body, and therefore creates a conflict.
0: When the body didn't really do anything wrong, it's doing what, by DNA, it's designed to do. Feel what it's going to feel, have the instincts it has it's just that the body doesn't fit the image in the mind that the mind's created about what the body's supposed to be. Therefore, the mind judges the body and says, you're not what you should be according to this conceptual idea. But the mind doesn't know that when we're not aware. We believe the story of judgment about our body.
1: We end up in feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, what have you, being
0: angry at our body. Anyways, this is all a different story. This is just to point the conflict between the awareness of a body as its own being versus a self-image in the mind and the conflict
1: between those two ideas of self that the mind creates. And
0: understanding that conflict of who am I, what am I, what should I be is all generated out of the mind, that middle world of the mind.
1: You see, the body by itself is a beautiful being. The divine world
0: by itself, in that consciousness, there's only perfection. It's in the middle world of the mind that there's all these comparisons, judgments, victimizations, and emotional reactions. When you dissolve that middle world of the mind that creates all the false images of self,
1: that creates all the inner conflicts of identity, what happens is that you're left with a presence of the divine that your
0: consciousness is merged with, and you're left with the presence of that divine consciousness that's now residing in your physical body. In a way, you merge the upper world of the divine with the
1: physical world of the animal. And it's divine consciousness, life consciousness, being present in a human body without the conflicts and the false images in the mind of self. You could say in some of those stories they talk about where the ego dies.
0: You have to let go. Surrender to death all the ego's versions of self, all the mind's version of self in order to embrace the authentic self,
1: which is a divine self. It's a big leap in consciousness. It's a beautiful leap in consciousness. It's the kind of leap in consciousness, the shift in consciousness, that allows one to live without conflicts in the mind, without conflicts in the world. To look at the world through a conscious expression of the Divine and see everything as beautiful. You don't have the
0: versions and imagination in the mind corrupting and judging, feeling
1: victimized by what it sees doing the incessant comparisons that it does. What I'm talking about here is a lot. Kind of the grand map to really living consciously. Living in love with life unconditionally. It's a whole other paradigm of happiness. And a kind of happiness that
0: unconditional love and acceptance for life that's generally only presented in spiritual traditions it's it's not what you're going to find in the typical um
1: retail therapy kind of happiness so in that process to find oneself in that great quest and that great
0: search um I hope this helps with understanding some of the lay of the land. I know I haven't given you anything specific to do, any specific steps to take. Um, Although actually I did in here, if you reflect back, there's a few references to the battle between love and fear, and finding your fear-based beliefs, dissolving them, the self-importance good enough and not good enough, that interferes with an authentic sense of self and presence that needs to be dissolved so that you can recover
1: who and, more importantly, what you really are. Which is life. Which is conscious life expressing itself through that body.
0: Waking up, becoming aware, going, oh, this is what I do.
1: This is what I am. This is how I'm expressing myself. As this force of life, waking up from all those dreams in the mind. So that whole journey to find oneself,
0: after you travel through those different worlds and you dissolve the middle world of illusions in the mind, leaves you experiencing
1: yourself as life, the very essence of life. The challenge is as life, being aware of yourself as such. And this is no intellectual paradigm. It takes
0: consciousness, awareness, and mastering control over your own attention. Or you could just decide to define yourself as one of those images in your mind and settle on that and be done with it. Always choices. That's enough for now. If perhaps you found some of this useful and beneficial, I please ask that you would share this with some link making it more possible for other people to find this material so it might help them sort out what's going on in their head about themselves. An easy way to add a link to my site or certain material that you like is through a social bookmarking site like Delicious, StumbleUpon, Reddit, Dig and let other people know that by
1: that kind of vote that, hey, there's some good stuff here. This is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast.
0: And I'm Gary Van Wormerdam from the Pathway to Happiness. For more steps to take to dissolve those artificial constructs in the mind of the false self, I invite you to download and practice some exercises in the Self Mastery Course on my website. Enjoy your journey.
1: And may it take you home to yourself